Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday, it is January 14th, it's 2019, and we have six basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. As always, on Monday, I'm joined by my buddy, Will, Chief Justice 06. How are you doing, my friend? Doing great, man. Monday, fun day. Ready to get this thing rolling. Excited. Got some injury news that uh, I think could possibly shake our way, even if it doesn't. Um, I'm still excited to dive in, man, and... uh, Break down another NBA slate. Uh, one of my favorite sports outside of MLB. Love NFL as well, but NBA and MLB are just like one A, one B for me. So, uh, really excited to, to to break another slate down. Yeah, like b- baseball is always going to be number one for me. Obviously, I played baseball my whole life. Um, NASCAR is a close second, but yeah, basketball is certainly up there. So. Um, love the NFL. Some really good football games this past weekend. We're going to have some really, really good football games this weekend. Um, I think it's probably the best four teams in the NFL because you got to always consider the Patriots one of the best teams because, you know, Belichick and Brady, the best dynasty of, of our lifetime for sure are, you know, and, you know, you look at the Chiefs, they've been fantastic. The Rams have been fantastic. The Saints have been fantastic. So you got probably. The three best teams this season, plus the best dynasty of our generation. So um, this weekend's gonna be fun. You know, I didn't plan on playing the two games slate this weekend, and now it's these four teams, and like you're gonna have to get some DFS action. And then I had a really good weekend this weekend in football. So um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this basketball slate. Excited to get back on track for basketball. I did mention NASCAR. We'll have a NASCAR announcement coming probably in a week and a half ish. Uh, so you know, pay attention to that. Uh, but yeah, not too much going on over here with me, Will. Uh, but we do need to tell everybody about our awesome sponsor. Did have a good weekend in fan- football again over there on Fantasy Draft. If you guys haven't checked them out, um, <laughs> make sure you head on over to the Roto-Grinder site. Sign up through the Fantasy link for Fantasy Draft. They got a ton of stuff going on here for NBA today. $15,000 pick and roll. You know, 689 entries in this thing, and you can only enter it 20 times. You're not facing 150 entries in this $25 tournament. It's their marquee basketball tournament. They do have other stuff. They have their, you know, tomahawk. If you're a high-dollar guy, they have their layup. And and one, if you're a low-stakes bankroll guy. And like the and one, you know, you, you know, 34 entries. You know, dollar tournament that you, you're not facing 150 teams in as well. So, Make sure you guys head on over to Fantasy Draft and check them out. Awesome sponsors of the podcast each and every day. Um, I got nothing else. Will, let's let's talk about this slate. It's a six gamer. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, Boston at Brooklyn is where we're going to start it off. Two twenty one total. Boston favored by four and a half in this game. Kyrie is questionable. Crab Dudley are both out still. Rondé Hollis Jefferson was upgraded to questionable. Uh, we'll have to see how that all plays out. Will, let's start with Boston. Obviously, Kyrie in or out makes a huge difference here. My goodness, it does. Um, if he's out, then just play Terry Rozier. He's 3,700. Just play Marcus Smart. He's 4,600. 
I mean, you get Jalen Brown at 4,300. If he's out, this whole team is underpriced. And guess what, Stevie? As much as I've been talking about Al Horford, he it got announced he was going to play 30 minutes on Saturday, and I just couldn't pull the trigger. Uh, I, I can't remember who I played yesterday that I liked a lot more. I hope you played Blake Griffin on Saturday. Well, see, Blake was on the early, though. So I didn't, oh, was he? He yeah. wasn't even on the main slate? Saturday? No, no, no. Oh, man. Yeah, so – but he's back up to 30 minutes now. Um, so, I mean, he's getting a matchup with Brooklyn. If Kyrie's out, I think you just look at it. I mean, he put up 34 fantasy points against Brooklyn in 24 minutes. And I think that was with Kyrie, I think. So, uh, without him, you know, I definitely think he can carry some of the load. And either way, I like this whole team if Kyrie is out. Uh, everybody's in play. I'm not saying I'm going five deep. But I wouldn't mind two or three pieces from the Boston Celtics, mainly Rozier, Smart, and Brown because of the prices. And then my my last guy would kind of be Al Horford at sixty two hundred, just because it centers against Brooklyn. I just don't overthink situations like that. Yeah, you know, you you mentioned it: thirty four fantasy points in twenty four minutes, um, like a week and a half ago uh, against the same Brooklyn team for Horford. So the upside certainly there. Marcus Morris and Gordon Hayward both get 3%, 3.5% usage bumps uh, with Kyrie off the floor this season. So nice little usage bumps for those two guys. Um, Gordon Hayward averaging over fantasy point per minute with Kyrie off the floor this season. Uh, Marcus Morris averaging 1.13. Marcus Morris is always the forgotten person when Kyrie is out. Um, and, and the thing about it, is what just happened with Kyrie not too long ago when you're, where he's missed some games. Marcus Morris was dealing with an injury too. So he's back right around that 30-minute mark. If Kyrie sits, Marcus Morris is a really, really good contrarian tournament play um, that could fly under the radar with everybody looking at Hayward and Rogier and Smart. But, yeah, if, if Kyrie's out here, this game should stay close. The line already kind of suggests that Kyrie's probably really questionable here with four and a half. Um, I know they're going into Brooklyn, but you would think Boston be more would be a lot higher favored in, in this game if we knew Kyrie was 100% and good to go. So we'll have to see how this all plays out. But yeah, Gordon Hayward would be another guy. I know his minutes are kind of down right now, but we kind of got to see with him what happens when Kyrie was off the floor. He played 32 and 30 minutes, put up 44 and 45 fantasy points against Minnesota and Dallas without Kyrie. So. If Kyrie sits here, uh, Gordon Hayward, his price came right back down too. So right, right back to the well on Hayward. If um, if our boy Kyrie sits, if Kyrie plays, what do you do with the Celtics here? Uh, if Kyrie plays, then I, look. So as, as long as Marcus Smart is forty six hundred, I'm going to continue to suggest you play him uh, at, because he's playing, you know, roughly thirty to thirty two 33 minutes this is a matchup with brooklyn like you know I, i'm just i'm just going to keep suggesting that uh you take shots on him and kind of the same thing for jalen brown i'm not as interested in jalen brown on a game-to-game basis just because he doesn't get the same minutes which is shocking to me i thought he was going to be a, a big part of their rotation but for some reason they're playing smart over brown right now uh but i think i think that would be it i don't i'm in horford and horford but if, if Kyrie's in, I think I'm just kind of going to pass on the majority of these guys and just maybe look at Smart and Brown. 
Yep. Um, I honestly I don't love the Celtics if Kyrie plays. Um, yeah. Al Horford probably my favorite Celtic if if Kyrie plays. Uh, the Brooklyn side. Uh, obviously, we're going to be waiting on the Rondé Hollis Jefferson news. Uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson probably affects Carroll the most. Um, probably Ed Davis a little bit as well. Um, so that's going to be something we're going to have to watch. But let's start um, with Crab and Dudley out. Uh, what are you looking at here on the Brooklyn side? Yeah, it's weird, man. I'm, I'm actually not as interested in Brooklyn at all. Uh, usually, you know, I'm a guy that's going to want to fire Carroll up. I wish I could play Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, he's 5,500 now. The price is coming back down. And he's a guy that has shown tremendous upside. But with the emergence of Shabazz Napier, uh, Shabazz is really cutting into those minutes. So, you know, Shabazz is roughly playing an average of 25 minutes. And then uh, Dinwiddie kind of the same. Uh, I, I almost feel like it's made – Russell a better play, but I mean, even if you look at Russell's minutes, they've kind of been all over the place now. You know, they've lost some games by some pretty wide margins, so I don't want to read into it uh, too much. But uh, now, as as more players come back, the less minutes all of these guys are going to play. So uh, I'm I'm really not interested in, in anyone from the Nets today. Yeah, the problem with the Nets is they're really deep. Like they started playing Allen Williams minutes the other day. Um, they're just deep. They're really, really deep. So outside of like D'Angelo Russell, who gets a ton of usage, and you know if the game's close, he he's going to get his. Um, outside of him, I just I don't really like Brooklyn here. And yeah, you could take a shot on Shabazz, but his price is caught up to his production. I don't see a ton of upside at that unless this game blows out and then he gets thirty minutes, which. You know, it is definitely possible if Kyrie plays. Um, I, I'm just not really high on Brooklyn here. And it is a six-game slate. We don't have ten games to choose from, but it, it's just not a spot that I love. Um, I, I do like Russell. I, I really do like this price. He's 6500 He's getting that price break um, for a Boston matchup, and this is the cheapest price tag he's been in, I think, 14 games is what I figured out earlier. So, um, D'Angelo Russell at 6,500 is underpriced, and I'll just price and force him even against uh, Boston in a tough matchup. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. I will say this: Allen Williams may be a guy to keep an eye on. Um, I mean, j- just in case. I'm not saying play him tomorrow. I'm saying if for some reason he starts to get 20 minutes a game. Uh, you better hop on the train because his price is only going to go up. I mean, you saw what he did in nine minutes against Toronto. And, I mean, that's just the type of player he is. So I, I don't think he's going to get consistent minutes. But if this starts to become a trend of, you know, 15 to 20 minutes, I think it's something to just monitor. Yep. Moving on, Memphis at Houston, 203 total. Houston favored by six and a half. Kyle Anderson is out. Uh, Brooks is out still. Chris Paul is out. Gordon, I'm going to put as doubtful. They they said he's supposed to return this week, but they weren't optimistic about him returning um, in, in this spot. So I'm going to put him as doubtful because the injury report, because they're on a back-to-back. They played the Magic on Sunday. The injury report won't come out until 1.30 Eastern on Monday. So we're going to put Eric Gordon as doubtful. Um, I, I really highly doubt that he plays. Nene was off for rest. Uh, he should be back here. Let's start with the Memphis side. Memphis has the lowest implied team total on the entire slate. They get the biggest downgrade um, in pace 
it, it's just not a spot that I really love Memphis here. Sell me some. Sell me on something, Will. Well, I can sell you on this. Mike Conley is seventy six hundred, and Mark Gasol is seventy three hundred, and they get a matchup with Houston on the road. And Justin Holiday is finally going to have to play big minutes. Uh, I mean, he played sixteen minutes against Miami, didn't do much. I'm thinking he's going to start. I mean, I'm tr- I've been trying to kind of monitor who I felt like was going to pick up Kyle Anderson's minutes. Um, I don't think they're going to play Jermichael Green. I don't think so. I mean, I feel like unless Omri Caspi is going to play minutes, I feel like it's Justin Holiday. And at 3,400, I just – if he's going to start and play 30 minutes, I don't think I can fade him at 3,400. I just – I don't think that's a wise decision. But those three guys, man, uh, Mike Conley has just really shown the upside this year. I mean, if you look at his game log, I mean, he he's kind of, you know – He's, he's not a, as consistent in the 40s, but if you just look at it, 41, 28, 45, 27, 46, had a 3.75 fantasy point game in 28 minutes, 35, 49, 32, 35. Those are his last 10 games. I mean, he's got 50-point upside, and so does Gasol. I, I really like them here. Jaron Jackson Jr. is 5,100. I think he's cheap. Uh, I mean, he just gets in so much foul trouble. I just decided that he's a guy I was going to X out of my player pool. But at fifty one hundred, I don't. I, I think you consider them. So th- those four, man: Conley, Holiday, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., Mark Gasol. I mean, obviously, I, I I like to play Jermichael Green from time to time, but I, I I think this team is a little bit too cheap. I know the pace seems down, but it, it should be a pretty competitive game. Yeah, you know, you look at this spot for Memphis, you know, you mentioned Conley and, and uh, Gasol. I did – this is one of those – or Gobert. No, Gasol. Gasol. Um, yeah. This is one of those games that I did some research on and tried to figure out what I think what I, what I think could happen here. And I, I see two different things happening here. Justin Holiday started the second half uh, of the Miami game, and – Shelvin Mack was on the floor for the fourth the fourth quarter and the important minutes. That's not new for Shelvin Mack, but Kyle Anderson's usually out there. So it's going to be really interesting. Caspi played a lot of fourth quarter minutes in that game against Miami. I'm a little timid on Holiday, especially if he's going to be chalky here. But I, I see no road of him not playing 25 minutes in this game. Uh, so... The guy that I think I'm going to play here, though, is Shelvin Mack. Mack should get a few extra shot attempts, um, and he's going to play down the stretch and play close to 30 minutes. And we know Shelvin Mack at 3,400, especially if Holiday is going to be the chalky of of the two options. I think Mack's a good pivot, but it's going to be really paying attention to see what people are talking about, what we have projected ownership for Holiday and Mack. And even I guess we could throw Caspi in there as well. And Figuring, Garrett and Garrett Temple. I mean, he's playing thirty minutes already. So he just sits on the the sideline waiting for the ball. <laughs> like, hey, throw me the ball, shoot it. Um, I I, I would play Holiday and um, Mac before I would play good old Garrett Temple sitting on the side waiting for the ball. Um. So, yeah, it, it'd be interesting to see what, what type of ownership these two guys get. But 
I want to play the lower owned of Mac and Holiday. I think they both could play really close to like 25 to 30 minutes each. And I want the lower owned of the two. Um, it's it's really as simple as that for me. Um, Houston. Houston, Houston, <laughs> Houston. Houston, Houston, Houston. This team. Um, what, what are your thoughts here on Houston? <laughs> I just play James Harden again. I think he dropped another 70 to 80 fantasy points today or Something like that. Well, uh, who won the game, Will? Who won the game? That's the important part. Hey, it was against your magic. That's right, and we won. But he, he just dropped another 70. Like, he I dropped 75. Was, yeah. He put up 38 actual points. But So it is a back-to-back. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> he just put up 82 against Memphis like a few, Jeez, few games ago. So. I mean, on DK, I, I think I will say this. I, I I will say this. I do think you strongly consider the fade on a site like FanDuel, where he's over thirteen thousand now. And if he happens to get sixty, then you know you could really leverage the field. DK at twelve four. I still think you know there's meat on the bone. But on FanDuel, isn't I don't have the FanDuel price enough. I usually have it, but I think he's 13-3. I think it is on FanDuel. That's starting to get up there. So I did that's something I did want to uh want to point out here. Excuse me. And then last but not least, you know, Clint Capella's a guy I've been playing. I didn't get a chance to track what he did today. Uh but you know he, he put up uh 35, 17, and 10. Okay, so I mean that's still respectable, and I still don't mind, mind taking him here in this spot against Gasol. Just the way he's been playing, I, you know, I don't, I, you know, I, I'll I'll just chalk it up to you know him maybe not having as good of a game as he could have, but him him and Capella are just kind of my two guys. I think I'll get my value in other spots today. So all right, well this is this is what's interesting, right? This is the first time with Gordon and Paul out that Harden's going to be on a back-to-back, and it's with travel. They played in Orlando on Sunday, traveled to Houston. That flight is like two and a half hours, um, hour and 45 minutes in that range. It's been it's been like two hours before, and it's been like two and a half hours. But anyway, um, it's not a terrible flight, you know, straight straight flight, obviously. But I'm a little concerned. And the only reason that I'm a little concerned is I think this is going to be one of the slowest pace games on the slate. Just thinking about like Memphis and Houston, two teams that don't push the ball already. I feel like this is going to be the slowest game. We have it projected as the slowest pace game on the slate. Houston's on a back to back. I'm a little concerned about James Harden here and not saying that I'm not going to play Harden. Obviously, depending on, you know, how I feel. Like, when we look at the slate, yeah, we have Harden, but we have Anthony Davis against the Clippers that we're going to talk about in a game that has a 240 total. This game has a 203 total. James Harden could easily put up 80 here, but I'm a little concerned today. And you know me, I'm pounding the James Harden drum. I've been pounding the James Harden drum uh, ever since these two guys have been out. I'm, I'm a little concerned today. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. I don't know if I'm going to end up on Harden or Davis today. Uh, obviously, it's the night before. I'm not constructing lineups, but um, 
I definitely agree with you. He's 13-3 on FanDuel. Um, that, that's that's really tough to pay. But Anthony Davis is 12-7 over there. It's not like it's a huge price difference on Davis and Harden over on FanDuel. I, I think you probably end up playing one of the two guys still on FanDuel, but you know, you're going to need some cheap guys to open up and um, that could happen obviously with, you know, like the, the Anderson news and like all the guys are still out for Utah. So um, again, I'm a little concerned outside of Harden. Um, Austin Rivers always bows out in the, against Orlando. Um, it was not shocking that he had a good game. He's from that area. Um, I don't really know what I want to do with Houston here. Like, this is a spot I, I might fully fade Houston, Will. And I don't I don't know if it's going to come back and burn me or not, but I just – like Capella's price, I, I don't know if there's a lot of uh, a lot of upside at that price. Um, he's averaging 41 against this team this season uh, in two matchups. Like he can certainly go up and have a good game here, but this might be a spot I end up fading Houston, especially if like – Nene is supposed to play in this game, and if Brandon Knight's supposed to play in this game, and I just this is a spot in my fate, Houston. Hey, listen, I I, I get it. Um, like I said, I'm not as thrilled on DK, but on FanDuel, I'm I'm willing to take the James Harden fade today on FanDuel, and if he gets a hundred, he gets a hundred. But um, I I think there's definitely better directions you can go. Um, uh, on that note, at first look, Will, I really do want to fade Houston. Uh, just uh, at first look, and this could be the game Harden goes for 100, and I regret it. But at first look, I like I like Anthony Davis more. Um, all right, let's move on. Charlotte at San Antonio, 223 total here. San Antonio favored by eight and a half. Zeller and Gay both still out. Let's start with your Charlotte Hornets. Um, what are we looking at here on Charlotte? Oh, man, I've been waiting for this day. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I've been rubbing my hands together, licking my chops. You know, it's Kimball Walker Day, folks. It's Kimball Walker Day. Hasn't had a big game in a while. Price has come down to 7900 Right? What I mean, it's, this is just what I've been waiting for. So 7900 Kimba, I love it. Uh, he's one of my favorite point guard plays on the slate. Um you know, and I just think he's a guy you look at. Jeremy Lamb, he's 5,200. He's a little bit cheaper as well. Hasn't been getting uh, the minutes since he's come back from injury. So he hasn't really played over 30 minutes as much. Um, and, and that's okay. You know, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll, we'll figure it out along the long. Part of that is we've been, we've gotten blown out, you know, three or four games in a row. I mean, it, it was just awful. I don't, I don't know what was happening. And now we get a matchup with San Antonio. Uh, who's been playing just outstanding basketball. I watched them play against the uh, the Thunder on Thursday night, and, I mean, they just they, they couldn't miss a shot, seemingly. What a great game that was. Anyway, uh, Marvin Williams, still too cheap, 4900 I think I've played him a couple times in a row now. I think you fire him up here again. Uh, they're going to need his presence in, in this spot. And those are the guys I'm looking at. I'm not, you know, going with guys like MKG, Bridges, you know, I don't even want to play Biombo or Hernan Gomez. Kimba, give me Kimba, give me Marvin Williams, and we'll we'll take it from there. 
Yeah, I love Marvin Williams here. Like, I, I you know, and that that's tough for me to say, but like, I think Marvin Williams has like thirty to thirty-five point upside in this game. I mean, like, do we see what we, Jeremy Grant did last week? Like, right. I was just gonna say, like, this is the same scenario. We love power forwards against the Spurs. Marvin Williams has been putting up shots ever since Zeller kind of got hurt. So, like, this team ranks twenty seventh in efficiency and 26th in defensive real plus minus against power forwards. We've been talking about this for weeks. Like, you know, uh, Marvin Williams averaging over five fantasy points over his season average over the last four games. Like Zeller out. This guy's been playing the minutes. He didn't play a lot of minutes against Portland. They got beat in that game by 21 points or it was yeah. it 31 points. It, it, it was worse than 31 points. So that was so, worse. I'm just I'm not too concerned um, about that Portland game. I think if the game was close, he would have got the minutes. So I think this is a great spot to attack Marvin Williams. I like the Kimba call. Um, you know, he's certainly in play here under 8K uh, against the Spurs. Um. You know, another team that stinks against power forwards is Charlotte. Um, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge, he's been, you know, playing power forward slash center. Uh, but Pal, Pal's back a little bit here um, and, you know, the limited capacity at like 15 minutes a game. Uh, what are you doing here with the Spurs? Man, it's, it's DeRozan day as well. Like, <laughs> if I'm going to play Kemba, I'm definitely going to play DeRozan. You know, we just we, we don't have anyone that's a lockdown defender right now that's going to slow down the, the caliber of player like a DeRozan, like a Kawhi, like a LeBron, like a Greek. And I, I know you might be thinking, well, DeMar isn't in the same category. He doesn't have the size, but he has the ability. And we just uh, e- elite wing players in the NBA as our Achilles heel haven't been able to stop them for years. Uh, DeRozan's at home and he should have a big game here. So I, I really like him. Um, I think he could have a phenomenal game. Uh, Derek White has been playing really well, 5,400. I think that's still very fair. Um, He's been playing really well. I don't don't like LaMarcus as much here just because of the price tag, but I I certainly understand it. Like, he could could have a big game as well. But those are the guys I would be be looking at. Um, Maybe maybe a sprinkle of Brian Forbes. He's still playing pretty nice minutes. But uh, if the Boston news breaks the way – I expect it to break then. I don't think I'll need him outside with Smart or Jalen Brown or something like that. All right. I have two questions for you. At what point do we take a shot on Pau Gasol at 3,100 playing 15 minutes? Do we need to see him playing more like a 20-minute role uh, before we Uh, play him? Yeah, I need him at 20. I mean, look, he could get it done in 15 but I, we, I mean, he but crushed I mean, it at twenty, though, right? Like that's what I'm yeah. saying. If it was twenty, I think you'd have to play him thirty-one hundred. You know, he could get you twenty-five fantasy points, and trust me, you can win a tournament with twenty-five fantasy points and at thirty-one hundred all day, every day. Yeah, I'll, you know, I think DeRozan is the guy that I would be targeting the most here. Derek White's price is right where it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a pretty solid floor here. He probably goes – his floor is probably like four and a half X. Uh, yeah. I think like – I think his ceiling though is like six X unless we get like a, a game that gets a little bit more run. So I want Derek White in the fours. Um, yeah. Speaking of that, Stevie, I know you mentioned Derek White. This is one thing I meant to bring up. I forgot because I was we were talking about the James Harden deal on FanDuel and how he was 13-3. I, I, I really think the optimal way to go – on FanDuel is just to take DeRozan and Mitchell 
um, and fade Harden. Now, you know, we'll, we'll get to that later, but I want to bring that up because we were talking about DeRozan. I, I, it was something FanDuel specific. So sorry to cut you off, but I thought that was really important. Yeah, and you mentioned Forbes. The minutes have been solid for him. Um, Patty Mills, I just think, like, he played so much uh, in, in that game, that overtime game against the Thunder, they kind of let him take kind of a day off. I think Patty Mills with, with Gay still out here. I think he's okay. The other thing that I want to mention really quick is how many teams do you have to play here before you would take a shot on Tony Parker? Tony Parker going back to San Antonio – they gave him the day off on Saturday, so he's like three days, four days off coming into this game. Like, you know Charlotte better than anybody does. Do they give him like twenty five minutes here against the Spurs and let him ball out against his old team? Um, I I, I definitely think it's within the realm of possibility. Uh, I, listen, we we've seen situations like this already this season, where a French player like Tony Parker in a matchup like like this gets, you know, five or six extra minutes because, hey, you know, people are human. Like, they understand this is their team. Listen, they're going to honor Tony Parker tomorrow with some, uh, you know, some some uh, some, some uh, audio-visual stuff on the big screen. Thank you, Tony. I mean, I know you can see it. They'll probably – There's no way he clips. doesn't get, like, a, a, a standing of, a yeah. standing go. No yeah. chance. They're going to show clips from the championship, him, Duncan, Ginobili, like – you know, pop him. You know, pop's gonna give him a hug. He's gonna have. To, just, Dude, it's, I it's, think it's I'm liking happen. this. It, I think gonna, I'm liking this. So I, I'm with you, man. Uh, Obviously, he could bust. Hey, hey, uh, he's thirty four hundred. He's thirty four hundred. I'll take a shot. But like, is he like a potential Fandle punt? Like he's thirty nine. He's under four k. You're getting me excited here now, talking about some some Fanduel punts. I, I, I'm telling you right now. If, if if Kyrie is out, and I think he's going to be out, I, I could I could be wrong, but like you said, Stevie, we, we read the line, and I looked I looked up another line that was a little close as well. I, I'm just going to proceed as if I think Kyrie is out right now. I mean, how nice would it be to just play Rozier and Tony Parker together, and then load up everywhere else? I'm just I'm just saying, I I think that's the optimal way to go, and. I'm loving it. So I'm, I'm with you 100%, man. You, you got me excited about some Tony Parker going back to San Antonio narrative. I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I just – I don't know. I just oh, – uh, Hey, man. He's going to go to the scorer's table, and that place is going to explode. And, I like, granted, uh, again, it, it this isn't Tony Parker 10 years ago, and, and we completely understand Dude. that, but, like, what, he just what, got 26 minutes against Phoenix and put up 20 points, like 20 actual points in that game. He put up 28 fantasy points. Like, he's gotten games this season where he, he's done really well, and, like, uh, Tony Parker is going to show up for this game. Hey, I, I I know we didn't intend to derail the show. or <laughs> Listen, our listeners <laughs> love this kind of shit. Like, they, you know, you got to think about this kind of stuff. You're trying to gain any edge you can at the end of the day, right? Well, look. Here's the other. Here's the other caveat that that I think I think is important. I had coach comes from San Antonio, you know. Just, I'm just oh, saying. God. Oh I'm, man, I'm just, coach, coach Perego is that's right. San Antonio tree. That is right. I, I think he lets him play. I think they've already had this conversation. 
There's why did he rest on Saturday? He just randomly rested Saturday yeah. to come back. Oh man, calendar circled. Just I'm excited. You guys man. can all tweet me when Tony <laughs> Parker duds uh, tonight, but until then, I'm gonna get excited about. It. I'm even gonna write him up tomorrow. Oh, I'm, 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 I am full on. I am all about this Tony Parker spot. And yes. I, I'm excited. Oh, man. I'm going to Yahoo right now. Just load, load him up. Oh, he's $2. probably 10 bucks. 10, 10 oh, bucks. Man, I'm so All excited. right. <laughs> that was fun. Yes. That was fun. All right. Detroit at Utah, 208 and a half total. Utah favored by eight in this game. Zaza is doubtful. Ish is probable. Exum, Nato, Rubio, Cephalosha are all still out. Um, let's start with Detroit. It'd be interesting to see, Will, first of all, how much how much they let Ish Smith play coming back here. He's been out since December 5th. Mm-hmm. How much they let him play and how much he affects um, – I, I honestly, he affects Jackson a little bit. Um, he might end up affecting Reggie Bullock a little bit. Like they've been letting this uh, Bruce Brown Jr. guy play like 27 to 30 minutes a night. He could affect a bunch of things, and I think that's kind of important because even if Ish only plays 10 to 15 minutes, and Rod Beard is one of the better beat writers. Hopefully, maybe he'll have something to say about this tomorrow but um, or today if you listen to the podcast in the morning or whatever, but it would be interesting to see what happens with Ish because that, that's it. You know, he could cut into enough guys where it kind of takes him out of play. Um, what's your thoughts here with Detroit? Well, honestly – that's gonna sound crazy. I think everything stays the same outside of one particular guy, and I think that's Jose Calderon. I think he's gonna get Calderon's minutes. Like if you just look at take, cause straight, just straight take Calderon's minutes and be done. Yeah, I think because right. I mean I, I've, I've this is a situation I've looked at, and Calderon's playing 16, 17, 23, 23, 13, 20. He only played eight minutes against the Clippers, but that's because they let Reggie Jackson play forty minutes for whatever reason in that game. So Good I, for them, about time. Yeah. So Sorry. I, yeah, I, I think I think everything stays the same outside of Calderon now, just not getting any minutes. Um, and I, I could be wrong, but that's that's he the, was playing zero minutes with Ish Smith healthy. Yeah, that's that's the read yeah, I got for on. what it's worth. Yeah, yeah. So that that's where you I'm got, at. I think you nailed that. Actually, I didn't even think about Jose Calderon. Yeah. That's that's where I'm at. I I really like Reggie Bullock here. 4,500 guys been playing 35 minutes. Uh, I mean he he's going to get shots up. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's going to light the world on fire, but he's got 30 point upside. He's not going to do it every game. He has done it, you know, the past two games, 28 and 35. He's been playing really well. So he's a guy I like just because of the minutes. Reggie Jackson, man, 4,800. I don't. I mean, God, I, f- I feel like I'm, I'm just going to light this podcast on fire with Reggie Jackson and Marcus Smart takes. And they're not going to be good every day, but at these prices, I think you just have to consider them every day. Uh, Blake at 94, uh, I-, I can dig it. I'm not as thrilled. I, I think I'd rather play uh, a couple other guys. And then you got Drummond at 87. I actually really like Drummond today, like a lot, 8,700. People are afraid of, you know, uh, the Eiffel Tower there, Rudy Gobert. I, I think that's a mistake. I really, really, really am want to get on the Drummond train today. Uh, I, I think Drummond's going to have a big game here. 
Yeah, you you like Detroit a little bit more than me. Uh, I don't love the spot for Detroit. I can get behind playing Drummond at 87, but there's no way I'm playing Blake here at 94. I got the price increase no, and no, the no, price no. hike after playing like the Clippers and dropping 70 against the Clippers. Uh, again, if you played that slate, whatever slate it was, and you did not play Blake Griffin, then you should never, ever talk to me about revenge or narratives or anything like that because – we know how much Blake Griffin does not like the owner of the Clippers. Um, I, I, did you see the video of him trying to come over and say hi to Blake and Blake like running off the court like, I want nothing to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> like you knew right when you saw that video, you're like all in, Blake Griffin, um, yeah. lock. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I, I just – I don't love Detroit here. It's just not – it's not my favorite spot. Um so yeah, it's just kind of it's kind of where I'm at on Detroit. Um, you know, speaking of good times though, point guards against Detroit will um, it's been a thing. And there's this guy, his name's Donovan Mitchell. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him or not, but five percent increase with all these guys off the floor. He's averaging one point four two fantasy points per minute. His assist rate is up a ton with all these guys off the floor. He's doing everything right now. Donovan Mitchell, his price has come up, but I don't know if it's up high enough. Uh, and I mean that um, because, like, the guy is taking 20-plus shots a game. He's playing 35 minutes a game. And not only is he shooting a ton, he's got the ball in his hands a ton. 37.5% usage rate right now with these guys off the floor. Like, Donovan Mitchell, I'm not going to stop playing him. And then he gets a matchup here uh, with the Detroit team. That's one of the worst teams in basketball against point guards. Um, love. And it's not even point guards. They're bad against shooting guards too. Like they just struggle against guards. So love Donovan Mitchell in this spot. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you hundred um, percent. He's just doing it all. And here's the thing. I think with Utah, this coach may have to make some form of an adjustment. And I say that because this situation reminds me of the Devin Booker experiment, how, you know, they kind of had a point guard. They had all these fringe guys. And I'm not saying Ricky Rubio is bad. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is now they've got an opportunity to kind of really see what Donovan Mitchell can do when he's kind of running the show. And I, I think this is something they may have to explore and try to hold on to while he's playing this way and playing so hot. So anyway, I just want to put that out there. I think this is something that could continue even as the team gets healthy. I could be wrong, but you know, the Devin Booker situation made me think about that. Love Mitchell. Uh, Royce O'Neal. He's a guy that I really wasn't as high on when the injuries first popped up because I didn't know how they were going to handle the minutes. I knew he would get some minutes, you know, I honestly thought that Jay Crowder would end up getting more minutes than him. And I just – I missed the boat the first game and hopped back on the second game. And uh, he and it was pretty much a repeat performance. And I'm expecting something close to the same thing again. I mean, he's playing 35 minutes or more. And so, you know, at his price, I think he's another guy you, you just take a shot on. Uh, Joe Engel, same thing. You know, he's playing in the 30s. He's 6,100, so I don't think he's as important as Royce O'Neal or as important as Jay Crowder. Uh, but Donovan Mitchell, obviously, is the is the primary piece here. Derek Favors is another guy. His price isn't coming up, 
Uh, but we know he's got 30 to 40 fantasy point upside. And along with Rudy Gobert, uh, Friday night, this team was kind of just the hammer. Like you could have played their whole starting five and you would have just won all the money. Everybody played really well. I like Ru- Ricky, uh, Rudy Gobert just as much as I like Drummond in the spot, uh, back and forth affair of big men. Do you think – so I watched um, some of the Magic game against uh, Utah. Do you think – because Aaron Gordon um, Aaron Gordon got Favors in some foul trouble in that game. Do you think, like, Blake gets him in foul trouble here? Like, Favors not a typically a guy that gets in foul trouble, but young athletic guys um, – I know Favors not that old, but we call him old man Favors just because he moves, like, so slow on the floor. But um, that's the only thing that concerns me about Favors. I do like the spot for Gobert. Royce O'Neal, so Royce O'Neal is like a small forward on most sites, but they moved Mitchell to starting point guard over the last two games um, with Nato out, Neto, um, and, and O'Neal has started both of those games at shooting guard. Um, again, if you're not using court IQ, if you're not using game flow tracker, and you're not paying attention to this stuff, like you need to be paying attention to this stuff. It's definitely like important stuff. Like, Royce O'Neal didn't magically just play 30 minutes out of nowhere the last two games. Like he, he, you know, he, he moved into the starting lineup and he finished, he played almost the whole fourth quarter um, in the bulls game. And that was the, a really close game. So they closed that game with favors, Gobert, O'Neal, Mitchell. And like Ingles has been the guy that like, they just don't, they're just not extending his minutes as much as I thought they were going to kind of what you were saying with Crowder, like, they're really okay with O'Neal and Mitchell just playing a ton of minutes and Gobert playing a ton of minutes. So those would be my three targets from Utah in this spot. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I, I, exactly my sentiment. Yeah, and Royce O'Neal, like, we just talked about how bad this team is against guards. So, uh, Portland against Sacramento, 227.5 total here. Sacramento favored by two. Harkless is questionable um, with a little bit of injury. And then Sacramento is good to go. This is this is a game that could have like this game could be really sneaky shootout and like nobody really talking about it. This could be a sneaky shootout game. Um, you know, we, I know we talked about Mitchell and another reason that you might not play Harden here is because you could go like Mitchell Lillard because um, he's another guy that's in a phenomenal spot when we're looking at like just Portland as a whole here. Um, you know, they're getting the biggest pace bump on the slate. Their implied team totals one thirteen. Uh, what are you doing here with Portland? Yeah, same thing, man. I mean, Lillard, 8,800, CJ, 6,800. Uh, you know, you got Nurkic at 86, who, who I mean, Nurkic should just pummel Willie Cauley-Stein tomorrow. Uh, we've seen some humongous games out of Nurkic here in recent, in recent weeks. In fact, on the 1st of January, Mr. Nurkic, just lit up Sacramento for 82 fantasy points. I'm not saying he's going to get 82 fantasy points again, but what I am saying is that he should have a good game here, and that and that wasn't fluky. Uh, so uh, really excited about him, and I, I think those are the guys. I don't think I want to play Aminu in this spot. I don't, I don't mind him, but I just don't think I want to play him. Zach Collins is a guy that has started to get a few more minutes, but, you know, I, I don't think I need him as well. I mean, he's shown some upside, but he's still a really thin play. But, you know, these three main guys here, Lillard, CJ, and Nurkic, I think 
I think you have to consider him in this spot. Yeah, I love Lillard in this spot. I hate the fact this is a back-to-back going from Denver to Sacramento, but it, it's much better that it's going from Denver to Sacramento, not going into Denver on the second half of back-to-back. So, um, yeah, I don't mind Lillard. Nurkic's price is just going to be all about roster construction. I think that kudos to you know the sites for raising his price. Um that makes him a little bit more contrarian. I don't think a lot of people will be on him, but it's just going to be roster construction for him. I think he's in a really good spot here. And then if Harkless sits, like Evan Turner is going to play minutes. Um, he's probably more of like a high floor type of play, uh, but I don't, you know, I just wanted to bring him up. And then as far as Sacramento goes here, you know, the Kings, you know, they're playing pretty solid basketball. Um, what's your thoughts here with Sacramento with those guys? Yeah, I mean, the usual guys, they're starting to, you know, spread the minutes out. Obviously, they're getting healthy. De'Aaron Fox is still playing, you know, a reasonable amount of minutes. I don't mind him. Um, you know, I think he could have a good game as well. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Willie Colley-Stein is a guy that has been cheap around the industry most games. I mean, he's 7K now because he just rattled off, you know, 40-point fantasy games in a row here, back to back to back. So, um, you know, his price has come up some. Uh, this last matchup against Portland only put up 25 fantasy points. I'm not saying he's going to repeat that. Uh, obviously, I think he could have a, a nice game. And then Mar- Marvin Bagley, 4,800, taking minutes away from Bielitsa. So I don't don't want to play him really. So I'm just kind of, you know, just kind of off this, this team outside of just, you know, uh, Fox, Probably Buddy Heel, Bogdanovich, you know those couple guys. Uh, I think those are the only guys I'm I'm going to consider because because now they're starting to spread the minutes out a little bit too much for me. Yeah, you know Shumpert's back. He's cutting into Bogdanovich's minutes a little bit here. He's Bogdanovich is probably not going to play like 35 minutes in this game where he did in the first meeting. So um, I don't mind Fox in the spot. Outside of that, like Buddy Heald's your your tournament flyer. Uh, if he gets hot from three point range, you know he's a guy that can put up over thirty five fantasy points um, if he gets hot. But um, the sites have done a really good job pricing on these guys. You know, outside of maybe a game stack, I don't think I'd be targeting too much of Sacramento in the spot because, like you said, they're getting healthy. Bagley's back, Shumpert's back. Um, you know, those two guys being out. We're about 40 to 45 minutes uh, a game that they had to kind of fill, and we were able to play some of those cheaper guys, but it's just not the case anymore. New Orleans at L.A. taking on the Clippers, 240 total. Clippers favored by two and a half. Looks like both these teams are good to go. Um, obviously, Miritic came back um, and played against Cleveland. I think that was on Thursday, Friday. Um, so, And then played 27 minutes in the, in the next game, so he's back. What are we doing here with the Pelicans? A healthy Pelicans team. Yeah, I think, you know, we've kind of been hinting at this all all slate long that we feel like AD is the spend-up play, and, and I don't disagree here. Centers have been taking the Clippers to school, and, I mean, it's no secret that, you know, AD could just obliterate this team. So um, I think he's the number one play. Um you know, hands down. I like Randall as well. I think Randall could have a, a nice game. But at 7,400, I think I'd pass. Uh, Drew Holiday is 8K in cash games. I still don't think I'd play him. I think I'd just, you know, spend the 1,200 and take, you know, uh, take Mitchell, spend 100 less, take somebody like Kimba, 
you know, that, that type of deal. So he's just kind of falling out of, uh, you know, my rotation as far as players that I want to plug in. I, w- I wish Alfred Payton was, was going to start getting, you know, 30 to 35 minutes, but I still think he's playable at 5,900 just because we understand the upside that he has. He does have triple-double upside. That it, it might not be, you know, like a Russell Westbrook with a 40-40-40, uh, but, you know, he could definitely do, pull off a 10-10-10. And uh, so I, I don't mind him as well at 5,900. I still think that's reasonable. Uh, for what he he's able to do, and that's that's about it. Uh, AD though is just pretty much the only guy that I think I play from New Orleans outside of Peyton at fifty nine hundred. Yeah, I think AD is really the only guy that I think I'll play here. Um, like if you were playing like a draft format, Drew Holiday would be a good play over there oh, on the draft yeah. format, but yeah. his his upside is just limited with all these guys back. But Drew Holiday has a massive floor, um, so. But yeah, I, I think like eighties the guy for me, uh, like hands down. <sighs> yeah, I don't mind Elf. I don't mind Miratic, but really just AD in this spot. He should crush here. Um, these two teams have the two highest implied totals on the slate. Like that's how high this total is. Um, the Clippers side here, five points higher than their season average. Second biggest bump in pace on the slate. This game's going to be moving pretty quick. Um, let's start. Let's start with like probably. I guess we have to kind of start with like Tobias Harris here, right? Yeah, because I'm actually starting to not like the Clippers. Um, you know, SGA his minutes are, are a lot lower now. He's only playing about 20 minutes. Patrick Beverly is getting 30 minutes some games, but doing nothing. Uh, Avery Bradley, the same thing. Lou Williams is now overpriced. It's like the only two guys I can play from the Clippers are Tobias Harris and Danilo Gallinari, and, and that's about it. Uh, Montrez Harrell, I know he's had some upside games, but 7,100, I'll pass. I mean, and when I say pass, I mean for today's slate. You know, some slate, 7,100 for him may be okay. Uh, but, you know, he, he still doesn't have stable minutes to me. I mean, 34, 22, 30, 23, like, you know, we don't know. I guess he's just riding a hot hand. So, But the two guys that I know are going to get 30-plus minutes every game are Tobias and Danilo, and so those are the only two guys I want to play. Is it crazy? Like, we, we tend to agree all the time, but I couldn't disagree with you more. I love this spot for Harold. Just thinking about, like, the Pelican size with Randall and Davis and Miratek, just thinking about the size on the Pelicans team, I think this is a spot that if they don't play Harold 30 minutes, they're probably going to get run off the court. And I just I, – I don't see Gortat playing like 20, 25 minutes here. I, I think they're going to use Harold's size in this game. And I, I think he's one of my favorite tournament plays on this entire slate. Like <laughs> – I, I just I think Harrell has like forty five to fifty point upside in this game, and I just think it's more of just like the size. They had to play him against Detroit. They got blown out by Denver. They used him against Charlotte with Marvin Williams and those guys. Like this is a spot I feel like they're gonna have to play Harrell, and I think Harrell and Tobias, and I actually think Lou Williams is in play too because this game's gonna be so fast. Lou could push like 15 to 20 shots in this game and 
you know, if if they if they get if this game stays close, like Luke could end up playing like thirty minutes because they're going to need a score. Patrick Beverly's not going to score. They're going to need a guy like Lou Williams. They're going to need a guy like Carroll. They're going to need a guy like Tobias and then Gallinari. Play the scorers from the Clippers in this game is how I'm going to approach this. This has a 240 total. The Clippers are favored. They have the highest implied total on the slate. If they stay in this game, if they win this game, they're going to have to use their core guys. And I feel like all four of those guys are in play on the slate. Yeah, I get it, man. I, I, I don't. I, I don't disagree. I, I just don't like the price on him for for the for the minute instability. So, but sure, I, no, I totally there there's completely tournament plays. Like you're not playing Harrell or Lou Williams in cash games. There's better high floor plays in cash. You build your your floor, but you know me, I'm straight tournament minded. I don't, especially with basketball, ever think about cash games. And just looking at this, I just I really like the upside here. Um, and Lou Williams is 66 on FanDuel. I think he has upside at that price too. So, like, there's places to take advantage of of these guys, and I'm sure they're cheap on Yahoo. Um, it's just I, I do like this spot for the Clippers, and I want to attack the Pelicans as much as possible. This is a team that they don't defend any position really well. They're bottom half against every position on, in, in NBA this season. So, I, I just, man, I, I like the Clippers here. Um, this could be one of those games where it goes over that 240. Um, you know what, Will? My over-under, favorite over-under for the morning grind game. Give me this one. I'm going to go over. I <laughs> got you. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I can do it. Let's you. move on to that morning grind game. Uh, Will, give me your favorite over-under since I already kind of gave you mine. <laughs> uh, let's Lights see. out in L.A. Hand down, man down. There I watched an Uncle Drew movie this weekend. Good, funny movie. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Boy, yeah. Kyrie doing his thing. Yeah, I saw that one in theaters. By the way, did you? In I was theaters. I was surprised how many like I wasn't surprised about how many NBA players, and I wasn't shocked that like Aaron Gordon was like the guy that was dunking on everything. But I was shocked about how many like good actors and like they they talked into being in that movie. Right. Yeah. It was. It was pretty good. It was funny. It, uh, I probably wouldn't watch it again, but it was funny. Yeah, yeah, Shaq was in there, and yeah. Lisa, Lisa Leslie, uh, Chris Webber, Reggie Miller, Chris Chris Webber, Chris Webber, like, yeah. <laughs> he was is funny. it is it sad? That's how I kind of picture Webber, just not moving really fast. Like, <laughs> all right, I, I sidetracked enough. It's all good. Uh, it's all good. Give me, uh, give me your favorite over or under here. I'm I'm actually gonna take the over in the in the Pistons Jazz game. I mean, we got. Ooh, I like that one. We got it's fairly low, I think. So I'm, I'm gonna take the over in that one. That might be one that we see like go up a couple points. That's why I yeah. love. That's why I love the first look podcast. You can look at the lines that I talk about. If you're listening to the podcast at like five o'clock on the on the East Coast, you know, right before lock, these lines uh, definitely probably change by then. So, uh, give me your favorite play under five k to go seven x here. Man, I'm I'm gonna roll with Old Faithful here. I, I thought I really thought I, I thought when we started I was going to roll with Marvin Williams. I, I think I'm going to stick with Marvin Williams. I, I'm going to stick there. I've got another one. I'm going to see if you give him out. If you don't, I'll give you a two for today. But let, let's start with Marvin Williams. I think I made it clear who mine was earlier. It, it's Tony Parker. TP. Okay, we're going with Tony Parker. Great. So my second guy is obviously going to be Royce O'Neal. Those are my two guys that I think 
are seven X under five K today. Oh man, is Parker going to be? Oh, Parker is an excellent pivot off of like Shelvin Mack and Caspi and Holiday. Yeah, oh, Tony Parker, come on down. You're the next um, contestant on the Price is Right. That's right. Play some Polinko. <laughs> um, over 8K to under 5X here, Will. <laughs> we got to bust today. Give me. See if you take my guy. Uh, gosh. I think I'm going to go to Marcus Aldridge. I think I'm going to go LMA here. Right. I'm going to take Blake Griffin. Okay. Gotcha. I really thought about taking James Harden. <laughs> if you if you read the expert survey on Monday and you're a premium member, there's a good chance my hot take has something to do with James Harden busting. So, um, favorite 6x play who give me your guy you just feel like is gonna go 6x. You you love the floor, maybe the upside. Who you got? I'm gonna go with somebody I mentioned that is not gonna be on the radar tomorrow. I, I like Drummond here. I, I really like Andre Drummond in this spot. I, I, I love him. I'm I'm going drumming. All right. You took my guy. Not drumming, but I was gonna use Marvin Williams as my six X guy. Now I gotta find a six X guy. <laughs> um and you said seven X. You're you're balling out with him here. Like yes, I, I'm completely delaying. You know what? Just give it to me. Give me Harold. Gotcha. I like it. Love the upside for him here, man. I, I, I just, I know, I know, I'm gonna play Harold. So just go ahead yeah. and call him my six X today. I love this. I love this spot for him. I love that they're gonna need a size. I really did think about using D'Angelo Russell for what it's worth, and I thought Ooh. about Gordon Hayward, but not knowing Kyrie. So, uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here, Will? Man, hometown hero, Kimba Walker, seventy nine hundred. Don't forget it. Yeah, don't forget Tony Parker. Tony Parker, Kevin Walker combo. Here we go. Let's ride it to the the, the, the green. Um, on that note, we're going to get out of here before um, I recommend something else crazy. But <laughs> good luck in your contest, and we'll see you guys again tomorrow.